Hello, and welcome back to the Not My Will But Yours podcast. I am L Johnson, and today is Sunday, February 13th, 2022. It is Super Bowl Sunday, except it's actually Monday when this is premiering. So everything I say about the Super Bowl going forward is irrelevant, but just pretend that it's Sunday and the Super Bowl hasn't actually aired yet. I think the Tiger team and the Rams are playing today. I, like probably 50% of the people that watch the Super Bowl, only go for the food and the camaraderie, whereas the other 50% actually enjoys the game and cares about the actual game. Oh, also I enjoy watching the halftime shows just to see, because everybody's going to be talking about it the next day, so I want to be involved. I don't want to feel left out so (laughs) I watched the halftime show my husband is one of those people that care about the games now I will admit though this year I had I had a little bit of fun watching the playoff games I don't know the first thing about football I do know when someone is running and they're someone is carrying the ball and they're chasing him and he is like way away from those people and he's gonna make a touchdown I know that that's exciting (laughs) but I actually had a fun time watching the playoff some of the playoff games because they were really intense this year On one of the teams that we were watching, there's a player named Jonathan Taylor. And it always threw me off because I was like, where's the Thomas? So every single time they said, Jonathan Taylor, I'm I'm waiting for the Thomas, even though I know it's not coming. I'm like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor just sounds so weird. It's just like, no, it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But And one thing, if anything, that I've learned from watching football with my husband is do not count the game over until the clock says 0.00. There were a lot of times he was like, oh, they're not going to win. Oh, they're not going to win. And they turned around and they won whoever he was rooting for. If anything you can learn from football is do not count it over until it's over. Is that a life lesson? Maybe. I know that the Tiger team hasn't been since the 1980s, maybe, so I think it would be cool if they won. I don't have any kind of emotional investment in either team. I do, however, have an emotional investment in pizza, and that is what we're going to be having, so that will be exciting. You know, I do remember, I think I've watched the Super Bowl basically every year, only to watch the commercials and the halftime show. The commercials, eh, I don't really care about commercials anymore because I'm so used to watching streaming services and things that I I just don't care about commercials. (laughs) That I'm not super excited about. I am excited to see the halftime show just to see what they're going to bring. So we'll see. I don't know if anybody can beat Katy Perry's halftime show. My opinion, that has been one of the better ones. So we'll see. We'll see if they can top Katy Perry. Can they? I don't know. Can they? Maybe. We'll see. Let's talk about what went on this week. This week was actually kind of busy for me. I had three doctor's appointments, which is not normal. I had two that were purposely scheduled last week, which I am not going to do that again because having two doctor's appointments and then one doctor's appointment that wasn't scheduled that just kind of popped up. So three in one week is a lot and I'm not trying to do that again. So lesson learned to schedule those things far apart. Let's see. Oh, we are part of a a small group. It's called Connection Group, but it's a small group of people in our church, and there's quite a few of them. This week, we did a project for the community. Each group did a different one, and so we did work on that on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Also, Saturday, after we did the project, my husband and I went to Staples because I'm trying to look for a new desk because right now I have just a white table, like one of those lifetime plastic white tables that you see everywhere. I have one of those acting as a desk, and I have two monitors for my actual day job which they fit fine on this desk but then whenever I podcast it looks it looks a little sketchy (laughs) 
because I have to prop the mic up on something. The computer is on a, what are those called? TV tray, fold out tray thing. And it's just kind of a mess. And now that I am permanently working from home in my real job, I'm going to invest in a desk. That'll be exciting. Not fun to put together, but it will be exciting and be very happy when that happens eventually. But what I want to talk about this week kind of had something to do with the project that we were doing. It didn't actually have to do with the project itself, but it had to do with surrounding yourself with people who make you feel lifted up. So this week we're going to talk about that exact thing. We're going to talk about what a difference your friends make in your life and what a difference the people you allow into your life make. So let's go. I think the first time that I realized this, that that I was consciously aware that the people that I surround myself with make a difference is when I was in ninth grade. Now, mind you, I didn't I may have noticed it, but that doesn't mean that I actively was trying to surround myself with the best people possible. I was just aware that, hey, when I hang out with this person, it's a little bit different than when I hang out with this person, my personality. And I don't know if it's a Gemini thing or if it's just a me thing or if it's a girl thing, if it's a what it is, but I soak up the energy and the personality of the person that I'm with, that sounds really weird, (laughs) really weird, but stay with me. When I hang out with somebody, I usually match unintentionally, completely unintentional, where they're at. So if I'm with somebody who, you know, is maybe a little bit down about something, it may bring me down and I may start to act that way. And this has start. This has been going on since I was a very young kid. I wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats because I was starting to act like Angelica. And if you know anything about Rugrats, Angelica was kind of the bratty character. And so my mom was like, okay, no more Rugrats because I guess I was acting bratty. I don't remember that, but I do remember her telling me that. And so I just soak up the energies of the people around me. So if I'm around people who are godly and followers of Christ, then that's something that my energy soaks up. If I'm around somebody who isn't, I would have in the past tended to migrate towards those same beliefs, if that makes sense. Specifically in like the 10th grade, I remember surrounding myself with people I thought that were cool, but none of these people believed Or most of them. Some of them did. But for the most part, the bigger personalities didn't believe in God. And I kind of shifted to that mentality. And unintentionally. Back to my original thought. (laughs) Okay, so I switched schools in ninth grade. Within the first couple of months of the year. And I went to a new school. It was literally like right down the road. Like 10 minutes from where I was going. But I was just, somebody had started a rumor about me and it just kind of really upset me. And I was like, I don't want this in my life anymore. I don't want this energy, which is kind of a weird thing for a ninth grader to say. And then their parents act on it. I'm, I'm thankful that my mom did and took it seriously because it was wonderful. And that's not something that would bother me today. But when you're a ninth grader in high school, you're 14 you don't really know who you are. Those things have a bigger impact on you than, of course, when you're an adult and you kind of start to have things figured out a little bit. But 
they started a rumor about me and then this other girl was kind of being bullying me a little bit and so I I switched schools I was like okay well this is dumb so I switched schools and somebody that I knew that was a family friend actually worked there and so my first day I met up with her in the library and it was one of my friend's aunts and so I met up with her and she's such a great person but she introduced me to a girl named Brittany now pause I just have realized once I was thinking about who I was going to talk about in this episode that the last three people I've mentioned <laughs> have been named Brittany. I na- I mentioned a Brittany last episode. I mentioned a Brittany in the church camp episode and now I'm mentioning another Brittany. And these are three separate Brittanys. But I didn't realize how much of an impact the n- people named Brittany had on me. <laughs> I guess I've never met a Brittany that I didn't like. I hung out with a Brittany in eighth grade. Completely different. That's four different Brittanys. Okay. But so if you're named Brittany, then hey, let's be friends. <laughs> So, I'm walking with the family friend to be introduced to Brittany. And I remember the first thing I thought when I saw her, because she had short brown hair, she had a red shirt on, black shorts, and glasses. And she turned around, and I, the, my first thought was, this girl looks like Velma from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've told her that before, but she doesn't look like anything like Velma from Scooby-Doo, but... That was my first thought. I was like, oh, she looks like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Her and I ended up being such good friends through that period of my life. And I'm so thankful for her. But the reason that I bring that up is she is to this day and was back then very into church. Very devoted churchgoer. Very devoted follower of Christ. Very knowledgeable very liked she's a very well-liked person she has an energy about her that's just uplifting and it's she's just a wonderful person to be around then that translated onto me because I was like oh yeah let's go to church let's do this do that and though of course I wasn't at that time anywhere near a devout follower that she was at the time I it definitely had a great impact on me during that specific time in my life I was going to church with her I was going to youth group with her occasionally I would go to youth group because there was a boy there that I thought was cute I was still going and I really enjoyed it I kind of was envious a little bit about how much people liked her I thought that was awesome she's very trustworthy and just all around a really great person but one thing that she used to do which confused me a lot whenever and this was I think when we were college I would I went and visited her is that she she wouldn't want to ever listen to pop music she would always listen to Christian music she always had Christian music going and she never I remember I tried to be like oh well let's just listen to this let's just listen to this and you know she didn't really ever want to at least that's how what I remember and I didn't understand that back then I was like what in the world but now I understand that so much if you and this goes for me I'm just telling you from personal experience that if I constantly were to listen to 
a certain genre of music that put off an angry tone or if it put off a I don't care about nobody tone or if it put off a happy positive tone that eventually soaks into you into your brain and into your mind it eventually soaks into your mind and you start unconsciously having those traits you may think that sounds weird but kind of stop and think what kind of music do I listen to or have in the past listened to a certain type of music and it just kind of put me in a bad mood or made me down the line be more angry or more likely to curse or more likely to act out or something like that because I definitely know that that's true for me when I would just listen to music that was explicit you know it definitely has a different impact on you than if you were to listen to more uplifting music and happy music and you know I know not all Christian music is really upbeat and happy there are a lot of somber type songs which you know you do need at certain periods of your life but if you have the positive encouraging tone towards your music that's the kind of thing that you're going to start gravitating towards that's the kind of thing that your personality for me especially because I am one of those sponge type people is going to soak that up and it is going to turn around the way that you think and now if you've never thought about this before you may think this is insane but just try it maybe for a week listen to nothing but Christian music. Maybe for a week, listen to nothing but super positive, upbeat music. Things like that. I'm not going to ask you to do an experiment where a whole week you listen to really angry music because I don't want you to do that. I don't want to have to put, I don't want you to have to put yourself through that. But if you don't normally listen to Christian music, just turn on the station. Find your local Christian station, turn it on, and just embrace that for a week or even a day something do it for a few days and see where that takes you I know that the podcasts that I used to listen to would put me in a different mood I know that the music I listen to makes an impact I know that the shows that I list that I watch make an impact There are a lot of shows out there that a lot of people like that are really violent. And I just think that that affects the way that you think. Is this a radical view? I don't know. I prefer to watch things that make me feel good. For example, there's this girl that I watch on YouTube. Her name is Carrie Rad. She doesn't have just a... She has like for sure under a million subscribers. But I've watched her for a while and... Every time I watch her videos, they're not Christian-based or anything, but she's just a whole heart. Like, she moved to New Zealand from the United States recently, and she lives on a homestead in, in New Zealand. She took in this orphan lamb and was bottle-feeding him, and she has some some other animals. But her vibe is so positive and so fresh if you ever watch her, you'll you'll realize what I'm talking about. Every time I watch her, it puts me in a positive mood. And I just feel that same way. I feel that energy that she puts off, even through a video. 
And I just am so happy whenever I watch her videos. And then if you turn around and watch a gossip video, which there's, they're all over YouTube, then I kind of feel that way too. I'm like, ooh, let's gossip, which I don't, I don't want to gossip. That's one thing that I don't want to do anymore. I used to be really bad at it and I'm really trying not to do that because I don't want people to gossip about me either. So I don't want to do that about other people. But it just, it really affects your mentality. And so going back to this past week, we were doing the project with our small group. And after we were done, I just felt so uplifted and just so good and joyful. And of course, doing the project is part of that because you're serving the community. But just the bonding experience with those other people who have a Christ-centered life, who are followers of Jesus, who have the same mindset as we do, who are working to be better people, who just want to be, you know, servants of Christ. It was so amazing and wonderful. And we just spent a few hours with them cooking. Like, that's what we were doing. We were making sandwiches and pancakes. I mean, something so simple that made such a huge impact because I just remember sitting in the car thinking I just feel so good it just felt so good to hang out with people like-minded you there are those friends that you hang out with and you feel so drained afterwards that you just feel emotionally drained or you just feel icky not a good vibe if you can understand what I'm trying to say (laughs) And the conversations that you have aren't anything meaningful. They're not anything great. I mean, and that can happen in a, you know, when you're hanging out with great people too. Sometimes conversation just doesn't flow. But beside the point, it's just not a, a good time. And it's a reoccurring theme. I'm not saying that every time you hang out with your Christ-centered friends, you're going to have meaningful conversations. A lot of the time you do. But it's not going to happen every time. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is those friends or those people that you associate with that drain your energy. Because the types of things that they talk about, you don't really want to talk about. You don't care about because it's something superficial. Or it's just not meaningful in any sense of, in any way. And you just, you kind of have to mentally prepare yourself to hang out with these people. And you just don't feel good after hanging out with them. Been there. Definitely been there. So if you have people in your life that are like that, definitely maybe reevaluate the relationship. Is it serving you a purpose? Are you giving it everything that you have and not getting anything back? Because that's extremely draining. Do you need to take a break from this person? Do you need to reevaluate what the meaning is behind your relationship with that person? It's not worth draining your energy over that it's better to try and find people that have the same mindset as you and are on the same level or higher than you and what I mean by that is that you can hang out with people who have a more experienced walk with Christ have a more experienced knowledge have more background you know, hang out with people that have a little bit more knowledge than you. And it's okay to hang out with people that maybe aren't on the same level as you, but they want to be. You know, it, there's a difference 
in hanging out with someone who's not on the same level as you, who has no desire to be on that level, who has no desire to know Christ, who has no desire to improve their life, has no desire to move from anywhere but where they are right now, than hanging out with someone who's not on the same level as you, who wants to be, who wants to work, who's trying, who's learning, who you're teaching, who is, you know, developing that knowledge. Those are two completely different things. So if you have been just like super drained with the people that you've been surrounding yourself with, reevaluate that. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself too. Which brings me to setting boundaries. It's super important for yourself to set boundaries. Now, boundaries can be difficult, can be not being friends with a certain person on Facebook because they always post things that you don't like or that bring your energy down. It can be, you know, blocking somebody on Facebook. It can be, you know, not wanting to go socialize with that person. It can be not socializing with them every single day. Maybe you see them all the time and you're like, no, we we only need to see each other a few times and I need to take time for myself. Setting boundaries is something that I was not taught growing up because it wasn't really a, I don't think it was really a mainstream kind of thing that was just going around or maybe it's an adult thing (laughs) that I just learned as an adult that I didn't know when I was a kid but you can set boundaries your life and who you let into your world is on you completely so if you don't want somebody's energy in your life they don't have to be. Now, is that an extremely difficult thing to do sometimes? Yes. Are you going to have to see some people regardless of of what you do? Probably, especially if they're a family. So, you need to know, what about this person is draining me? What can I do to disassociate from it and to set a boundary? My husband just walked in and now he's watching me record and it's really awkward, but he says he's part of the VIP fan club. (laughs) But anyway, so setting boundaries, it can be something that's really difficult, is some maybe a little awkward, but it is something that is beneficial for you because like I said, you get to control who is in your life and who makes an impact on your life. If somebody has a really low negative energy and you don't want that in your life because you know that it's going to affect you in a negative way, if you're like me and you're like a sponge that soaks up all that energy, then that's something you need to stay away from and you need to figure out for yourself how that can be done, whether that is blocking someone on Facebook, whether that is just not associating with them anymore whether that's kind of staying clear of them, kind of trying to stay as far away from them as possible, whether that's having a conversation with them, which that, if you do that, then you 
are my hero because that's something that's really, really hard to do is to have that conversation with somebody. Negative people in your workplace. Jonathan just suggested negative people in your workplace. That is definitely somewhere that's hard to escape, that you kind of just have to deal with those negative people. And it's a little bit harder because you have to work with those people. I know that I have in the past worked with some very negative people and it's hard and you have to consciously make a decision to not let that affect you, which is hard. I know that I did end up leaving a job because of that situation. So if it's not something that can be turned around, you just, you, you got it. Sometimes you just have to step back and take inventory of how you're feeling. Are you good? If you're not good, why? What's making it that way? Are you having anxiety? Are you just drained all the time? Why? It's a great question to ask yourself and to get to the root of the issue. Why am I feeling this way? Well, it's because of this person. Okay, what are they doing that's making you feel this way? How can you escape it? Can you have a conversation with them? Is it possible for you to get your desk moved? Is it possible for you to just put in AirPods all day? Is it possible for you to kind of one word answer them? Not to be rude, but it's kind of like don't give them your time if you can't mentally handle it. And this is something that a lot of people maybe aren't taught. I mean, I wasn't taught that. I don't necessarily think that my husband was taught that because it's something that is difficult and something that we got to remember as Christians is that we're called to be messengers of Christ. We're called to be ambassadors for him and to spread his word and to be peacemakers. But we also need peace in ourselves. And you can't just allow the negative things to continue that are going to bring you down, that are going to affect your walk with Christ, that are going to affect your day to day, that are going to affect you negatively you have to surround yourself with people on a daily basis that have the same mindset or a higher mindset than yourself. Or, like I said previously, that aren't quite on your level but are trying. You've got to surround yourself with those kinds of people. Otherwise, it's going to be hard. And it can take a toll on your mental health and it can take a toll on your other relationships. So if you need to set a boundary, it's not being mean. If you're doing it strictly because if it's negatively affecting your life, then you've got to set that boundary. If somebody says something to you that is inappropriate, that you don't like, and maybe it's something that they continually do, you got to set that boundary. You got, you got to tell them, look, that's inappropriate. I don't like it when you do that. This makes me feel this way. You've got to stop. That's not being rude. That is setting a boundary. And if they cross that boundary, then you've got to disassociate yourself from that. And I know that it, it can be hard when you're taught as a Christian or you're just taught to be a nice person, to be nice to everybody, yes, it's important to be kind to everybody and to kind of meet everybody with a joyful spirit because you don't know what everybody's going through. But it is also important to keep yourself safe and to keep yourself in a good mental health space. It's important to be polite. It's important to be kind, but it's also important to keep yourself safe. So if it's a safety thing that you're setting the boundary, you gotta set it. You gotta say enough's enough. It's okay to not be polite when safety is involved. It's okay to set a boundary when your mental health is involved. It's okay to set those things for yourself when it's just not good for you. 
And that is something hard to wrap your head around, especially growing up the way that I did. I just, I wanted to be kind to everybody. I wanted everybody to like me. Not everybody's going to agree with what I have to say. Not everybody's going to agree with our decisions, but this is what we're going to do. And that's okay. I still struggle with that, but it's okay. Not everybody's going to agree. Not everybody's going to understand. And that's just how it goes. So if you have friends that are just not serving your mental health in the way that it should be, if you maybe flip the script, maybe you're that person. What if you're the person that's draining everybody's energy and you've kind of noticed or they've told you? What are you going to do to change that around? You know, what do you need to look at inside yourself to say, wow, I, I messed up. I really have been draining people's energy. I'm going to correct that. I am going to, if I want to keep these people in my life, I'm going to try and be better. What can you do to be better? You can get in the word. You can pray about it. You can ask them, you know, straight up. Hey, I am so sorry if I've been draining your energy. I apologize. I really value you as a friend. What can I do to improve? You know, I mean, it's super, super simple things like that, though easier said than done, because like I said earlier, having a conversation with somebody is about something really serious one-on-one can be daunting. But if that is you, if you're the person that's draining people's energy, if you're the problem, it's okay. Turn it around. Just turn that frown upside down. Turn that negative energy into positive energy. Figure out where you need to go. Let the Lord be the lamp at your feet and the light to your path. That's not right. That's not the exact scripture. What is it? Do you ever just go on Google and you're like, wait, I think I know that verse, but I'm not exactly sure. Lamp to my feet. Lamp repair services (laughs) is the first thing that came up. Do people get their lamps repaired? Lamp to my feet... Oh, okay. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Pray that. If you're the person that's being, you're the negative Nancy in the group, no no offense to Nancy's, pray that. Pray that God's word would be a lamp to guide your feet and a light for your path. What path are you supposed to walk down? You know, help me figure this out. Help me get my negative turned into a positive. And if you're the positive, if you're on the other side and somebody is negatively affecting you, pray about it. What does God want you to do in the situation? What knowledge can he give you to help with that? It's important to surround yourself with people that have the same mindset as you, a higher knowledge than you, and also it's okay to surround yourself with people who are less knowledgeable than you but are trying. We are meant to help people and we are meant to be ambassadors for Christ and to help the lost find him. Don't stop doing that. Something that's really hard to do is to deal with family in a negative situation. If the person that is negatively affecting you is in your family, then you've got to pray about that. You've got to. You've got to get in the word. You've got to pray that that person turns their life around. And if they don't, if you try to bring them to Christ, if you pray and you pray and, you know, they still make the decisions to continue down that path, you kind of have to let them have their free will. And sometimes you have to disassociate from people and set really extreme boundaries that will hopefully turn their life around. But you can only do what you know to do what feels right in your heart to do because you can only do so much until that person is just using their free will to continue to do the thing that's negatively affecting you. And that's something that you we, we need to remember too. There is a point where free will comes into play 
and they are consciously making the decision to ignore anything that we've told them. And if that's you, if you're the person that's ignoring things that people have told you, just kind of, man, reevaluate that. Is it a pride thing? that you don't want your ego is getting in the way and you don't want people to think that you were wrong then that's the devil trying to get you to not listen to what people are saying about Jesus or get people or that people are trying to get you to turn your life around so continue to spread God's word and pray we all got to find those friends that helped lift us up that group of people that's going to be there for us that's going to help us feel joy and excitement and refreshed when we hang out with them because that's the best feeling is hanging out with friends, hanging out with like-minded people, and then feeling refreshed and joy afterwards. Because I think we've all been in that place where we've all had that person in our life that just drains us. Is there something that we can do? Have we done everything we can? And maybe the work isn't finished until the clock says 0.00 and it's really over think about that and while you're thinking about that you can listen to this week's song recommendation which is oh come to the altar by elevation worship this song is it's a really powerful song one thing that it says is leave behind your regrets and mistakes come today there's no reason to wait jesus is calling bring your sorrows and trade them for joy from the ashes a new life is born jesus is calling Come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Maybe share that with somebody. Maybe share that song with the person that you feel needs that in their life, that needs to open their heart back up to Jesus or to Jesus for the first time. So, as always, you can email me at letstalkpod at yahoo.com. I am L Johnson, and I hope that you all have such a wonderful week. Bye! But honestly, do people get their lamps repaired?